We're so glad to have you today in the house of the Lord. On occasion, meeting in a school, we run into issues. Our um, camera people are not happy because probably this is nice and dark in the video because our, our lights aren't working too good. But that's all right. It's not about that. I was thinking, though, today driving in, <clears throat> we got a new truck, and I got this truck in Kansas, not Kansas City. Well, I was in Kansas City, and then I ended up in Kansas, you know, where the dog is from, and the witch, and the, and the, 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 the broomstick, and the Wizard of Oz. That's what it is. Cameron's from Kansas. He, he knows all about it, but when we went to Kansas City, and then to Kansas, and I bought my truck, and we were there for some other stuff, Great Wolf Lodge and stuff for the kids. There was Wizard of Oz stuff everywhere. I'm like, why are these people so obsessed with the Wizard of Oz? I don't get it. And then I remember, oh, because she's from Kansas. So I'm from St. Louis. I don't think about it. And I was thinking about the Wizard of Oz and the characters, and I haven't seen that movie. In the, there was a color version. There was a black and white. And I remember there was Dorothy, and there was... Toto, he was just so cute, wasn't he? He was just a little like Yorkie like we had. And then what, what was there? There was a scarecrow. There was uh, a tin man. He was tin. He needed some oil. No, he needed a heart. He was heartless. And then there was, uh, what's, the, what's the last guy? The cowardly lion. Yeah. And he, he, he just needs some courage, Right? He, he needed courage. He's a lion. What kind of lion doesn't have courage? Struck me as odd. He was the cowardly lion, and all lions should have courage. But people think not having courage is actually being fearful. But fear is common even in those who are courageous. It's a natural feeling when we are tested beyond the boundaries of what we're used to. It's when we are willing to be courageous that we will see barriers broken, restrictions lifted, and blessings overflowing. And without an obstacle to be courageous, we can never recognize where our strengths really lie because we have no way to reference them. Without courage, we cannot overcome the obstacles of life. How does God expect me to be courageous when I'm not even confident in myself? Like the lion. He was kind of a pushover. Remember the lion was kind of, I just don't know, I need courage. He's so, he's a lion, bro. Step up your game. He's a lion. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, not this one. He was probably running from the bears instead of eating the bears like a good lion would do. Right, Nate? Nate's our animal wildlife expert in the house. My passage today is a true testament of overcoming fear with courage. It's the time when Moses was called on by God to lead the Israelites. And Moses wasn't too excited about this. He said, I don't know. I don't know. I got this problem, Lord. I got this problem. I'm not good enough, Lord, to lead your people. If we go to Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 through 17, this is when God is going to commission Moses to lead the people out of 
Egypt under Pharaoh's command. And he's going to say, here's some things you're going to do. And this is what's going to get you out. And he's a little bit not pleased. Verse one says, then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. He's questioning what the people are going to say when he says the Lord has given me this commandment. The Lord said to him, what is in that your hand? What is that in your hand? He said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent, a snake. That would not go over well with my family. I know how we react with spiders and snakes would probably have a worse reaction if what I threw on the ground turned into snakes. I'd probably do like Moses and I'd flee, which is what he did. He fled. Remember Moses put the smack down a few years earlier on his Egyptian brothers. And he's scared of a snake, though. They were messing with his brothers. He took care of that. He was a strong man, but the snake he fled from. He didn't have courage around that snake, and he didn't have courage to take authority that God was trying to give him. Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. What? And he reached out his hand, and he caught it, and it became a rod in his hand again. Oh, no, he didn't. Did I just grab that snake? I just grab that snake and turn it into a rod? What? That ain't right, Brendan. I ain't touching that snake. I don't care what the Lord says. I know what a snake is. What does God know? And the Lord said, reach out to Moses. He reached out to Moses. He said, reach out, take the tail by the hand. He reached out in his hand and turned back into his rod that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. This is a sign you can use, okay? Verse six, furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. And he put it in his hand. And when he took it out, his hand was leprous like snow. So I'm seeing this like, that's how I see it and hear it, like a superhero thing. But I don't think that's how it happened. But let's say he did. He went, it was white as snow. He said, put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like out of flesh, other flesh. It was back to normal. Kelly, that's weird. I got a snake, it's a rod. I got a white hand, like a Michael Jackson glove, and I got, I got a normal hand, again, like a normal hand. This is, this is weird. Okay, I'm starting to buy into this, he says. Verse eight, then it will be, if they do not still believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign, I've given you two, and they believe the message of the latter sign, it shall be, if they do not believe either of these two signs or listen to your voice, that you shall take water of the river and pour it on the dry land. That water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. Gross. He means business. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue, and I, I don't know what to do, and I'm under pressure, and I, don't, I, just, I, get on, I, get, I, don't, I can't do it. I don't speak good. I can't do this. I lost my place. So the Lord said to him, verse 11, Who has made your mouth? Who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Hello. I made you, Mose. You're telling me you're not good enough for what I've called you to do? You're not ready? You're not good enough for what I've called you to do because you don't speak so good? I made your mouth, Moses. 
Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. But he said, oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled because he doubted him again, second time. He said, I made your mouth. And he still said, I still don't want to do it. So his anger was kindled against Moses. And he said, it is not Aaron, the Levi, your brother. I know that he can speak good. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now, you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth's mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. Moses is going to be the vessel, and Aaron is going to be the microphone. Verse 16, so he shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God, not meaning he is a God, meaning he is the access to God's word through Moses, because Moses was the one with the rod, not Aaron. And you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. As long as I got my stick, I could do it. That's what he thought. The title of my message is The Cowardly Liar. Not the cowardly lion, the cowardly liar. How many know who the cowardly liar is? It's the devil, Satan, the father of lies. He wants you to be afraid, not move forward, not take steps. He is a coward, and he is a liar. And in order to be confident in who you are, it takes courage. Even when you don't want to do it because you don't think you're good enough, it takes courage. Courage creates confidence, not the other way around. If you were confident to begin with, it wouldn't take any courage because you had it under control. And it's easy to be confident in our complacency in life. It's easy to be confident in what I know good. I know how to use the Microsoft software good. It's easy. I know how to use Windows operating system good. But you put me on a Mac and I feel like the cowardly lion again because it's not in my, my complacency. It's not in my normal what I'm used to doing. It's a problem. We're, comfort, we're confident within the realm of our comfort zone but we stay where we're at in life, confident in what we know, but we lack courage to look outside that window. The opposite of courage is not fear. It's resistance. I can tell you there's probably a lot of courageous people who still carry fear, like, fear, like military. I'm sure, I'm sure when, when soldiers go in for battle, they still got some fear in their heart, but courage says, I'm going to go. Resisting is the opposite of courage. It's doing nothing. It's what Moses wanted to do. He wanted to resist what God said and just be Mo, you know, M-O, from the hood, from the block. I'm just Jenny from the block, Moses from the block. That's what he wanted to be. I don't like Jennifer Lopez music, but it just popped in my head. She was on A Living Color. I don't know who remembers that. It's a good show back then. Jim Carrey debut. I digress, but see, I could live my life just watching in living colors reruns, or I could say, what does God want me to do with the remainder of what I have because I want to go further and this is not fulfilling my joy? What well, takes courage, and fear comes along with courage, 
But if you resist, that is the opposite of courage. And the cowardly liar, he wants you to resist anything that promotes being courageous. He wanted to tell Moses his mouth wasn't clean enough. He didn't speak good enough. He couldn't flow. He couldn't rhyme. He couldn't sing. He had no talents, but evidently beating people up with, with violence when they were messing with his brother. And he was also really uh, studied you know, from school, university is the way I understood it. But he didn't like to speak in front of people. He lacked courage. And the devil was in his ear saying, you, you can't speak enough to do that. You shouldn't do that. Stay where you are. We become resistant to move because of doubt. But it doesn't mean we aren't nervous when we're courageous. It still takes nerves to get in front of people. It's still, people still throw up. People still have stomach issues when they have to do things that are courageous. It's still part of being courageous, but it's not resisting. It's moving anyway is why it's courageous. Even when there's not all the confident there. You can, you can be not totally confident in what you're doing and still be courageous. If you wait till you're confident first, you'll never be courageous because you already got it. But courage creates confidence. I desire fear. I desire change, but fearful of how to achieve change. When we moved in our house, our current house, we moved to next, we, we built, we dug holes in areas that were farmland. And with farmland, there's snakes, kind of like Moses came across. There's horses and, and all kind, kind of allergy lovely things that just make my sneezing attacks go crazy. But when we moved in, there was a snake in my yard. And it wasn't like one of these. It was, I'm not exaggerating. Was that five feet? Two. It was about five feet. It was a two and a half inch diameter, thick. And it was me, I'm sorry, animal activist, snake activist, it was me or him, okay? It was in my yard. It was going to get my children. I was afraid of it. And I didn't pull a Moses and pick that thing up. It was, it was go time, okay? It was me or him. And, and I, I took all my energy to, to put the beat down on this snake and Giving my dad to throw him out somewhere because I don't want to touch it. Here, dad, here's, here's my snake on a shovel. Can you do something with this? But it took courage. And I was terrified. This was a big old snake, but I had three little babies. Four, three, three babies at the time. I can't keep track. Three babies at the time, and it was them or me, and I'm just thinking them on that playground. I got to be courageous and take this snake out, if, even if it, if it gets me, like in a movie. It has got me in the, you know, like the python, and I'm in the, and I get like all this tremors and all this movies pop in my head. Whatever it takes, I got to do it, even if I'm scared, I'm going to do it. And I prevailed, thanks to my dad helping me ditch that thing. And a few more snakes came along down the road, and hey, they weren't no big deal anymore, because I've been there before. Now, if God said, how many of you would, if God said, just pick it up, it's going to turn into a rod, just, just pick it up. How many would, would do it? Zero. <laughs> Even dead, I wouldn't pick it up. I ain't touching that thing. Unless God in his shining glory stood before me. But Moses did what he said, and that's why progress was made, because courage creates confidence in the unknown. And even when God calls sometimes, we still debate with him what's best. But Lord, I don't speak good enough. We ask God to provide a way, and then he provides a way, and we find a reason to omit the solution he provided. But being courageous is the willingness to walk against the odds despite the unknown. 
Searching for courage based on your confident level is backwards. You'll never find it. It's backwards. You have to reverse the search. You have to reverse what you're looking for. You can quit looking for confidence because confidence is a byproduct of courage. When we listen to God's voice, we gain confidence. And the devil wants to give you reasons to stand still or run away like he was planting in Moses' ear. He'll tell you things like, someday, Moses, you'll be used by God when you speak better. Let's not worry it for now. Let's go to Starbucks. Let's just have a latte. You can be used by God later. Later. And he knows, though, later's not coming for you. Maybe. We don't know. But he wants you to think, we'll push it off. He, he, he wants to deceive you. He's the father of lies. He desires to trick you. He wants you to put it off. He don't want you to wear the Jesus hat in the WWJD and say, God changed my life. The love of God is so strong that I can't live without it. And then if you have what I had, you change your life too. He doesn't want you telling people that. He wants people to go, he's crazy. Don't listen to him. Yeah, he's, he's wacky. Those Christians, they're so full of love. Ew. They love people. They, they love people from the street that stink. They, they love people that have addictions. They let them into those buildings, and they sing with them, and they pray with them. They're crazy. We don't want them in here. That's what he wants you to think. He wants to smear anything with God's name on it. He wants to smear anything good you want to do in the name of the Lord according to the word. He wants to smear it and twist it. But if you're courageous and don't listen to that bug in your ear, you will find where the Lord wants you to go. Our vision statement, discover God's perfect plan made just for you. It takes courage. If we're looking for confidence in order to find courage, but God says start with courage first. Trust in me, and your confidence will be in me, not you. I am your confidence. It's not the rod, Moses. I am the rod, Moses, the rod of God. The rod of God, the Bible calls it. He, he ended up using the rod of God to cast all the plagues. God cast the plagues. The rod was just an illustration of Moses to get his head unblocked from what the devil was trying to deceive him with. But it was just a stick. God was the power behind everything Moses ended up going to do, began to do. But courage creates confidence. And if I lack confidence, the best way to find some is to test my courage. Do something new. Tread new waters like swim with some dolphins. Anybody ever done that? Corey likes dolphins, so this was not really a test to her like it was to me. Anybody swim with dolphins and think it was a little creepy? No, and they're just so cute. Have you ever thought about that they're like the size of a car and they could smash you with one little whip of the tail? Anybody? That's what I was thinking when I was in the water and they're saying, cheese, and the three-year-old's by me and they're like, they're like, this is so fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm so stiff, I almost fainted in the water trying to smile when I'm just thinking about my, my, my near-death experience coming. This dolphin's going to smash me, Amanda. But I did it. Did I want to do it? No. Would I have skipped it without a wife? Yes. Would I have even signed up? No. Would I have gone to this area of, what was it, Bermuda? Bermuda without a wife? 
No, I wouldn't even gone to Bermuda. See, I got to go to Bermuda too. So I won in other areas had I not been courageous to get in the water. But I knew that swimming of those dolphins was to get me to Bermuda. So I know if I had to I want to see Bermuda, I had to be willing to swim with those dolphins. If you want to see change, sometimes you got to get in the water, swim with some dolphins. If you want to see your life change, you want God to overhaul your life, but you don't want to walk out the front door. I'll just order it from Amazon. They'll come to me. <laughs> you got to love Prime. The UPS driver hates us, for lack of a better word. We have so much cardboard in our garage, we could build probably a real house out of recycled material. I don't even know. It's ridiculous. It's an addiction. But it takes courage, and it's scary sometimes to be courageous. But I don't walk in faith according to how I feel. I walk because I know he is I am, the Bible calls him. I am Jehovah, the Lord, Christ in the flesh. He is the Lord. We, don't, we are not faithful based on a feeling because feelings come and go. We're not courageous based on a feeling. You're in the military. Military, they don't act on feelings, do they? That wouldn't work too well, would it? They're courageous because it is. This is, the, this is the strategy. This is the plan. We do it, period. We worship the Lord because of who he is, not how he makes us feel. That's an offspring, and it makes us feel great. But we worship him first for who he is. He is I am. And the enemy wants to create a barrier because he's a coward and he's a liar. He's the cowardly liar, oh my. And he wants to stop you from purpose by making a barrier and blocking your way to courage. It comes from faith. When you lack courage, remember who's in your corner. If Christ is your representative of your life, you've got Christ who is your strength. He is the confidence in you, not somebody else. It's not your own strength. When I get up here and I feel a little nervous sometimes, and it happens all the time, I go, wait a second, this is God's platform. This is not my platform. And I instantly remember, it's not so bad. If they don't like it, it's because it's, it's God. It's what God wanted to share. It's not me. I have to just be a vessel and take that out of my mind because that will mess with your head. They will say, hey, you're not good enough outside of church to volunteer. You're not good enough to get that job. You're not good enough to be in a relationship with them. You're not good enough to do this or do this or do this or do this. But God wants you as you are because he's going to equip you with what you need. He didn't say I couldn't use you because you're just a fisherman. He didn't say I couldn't use you because you're just a tax collector. He said, I'll take you as you are, and I'm going to show you who you're going to become. Leave your nets, and you'll become fishers of men. He saw them for who they were going to be, not for who they were at that moment. Takes courage, though. He's not going to, he didn't drag them off the shores fishing. He didn't say, come with me, lasso them, and drag them. He said, follow. Follow takes action. Action takes courage. Courage has fear, but if you're not resisting what God says to do, you will find Blessings overflowing that you've never seen because of courage. You'll be walking over broken bridges bridges, because you're standing on the rock and all you do. The world says that bridge is not going to hold you. Jesus says, I am the rock. I am holding you. When you get to this point, and you start walking like Moses, you become a pillar. I think I'm going to try an illustration in a minute. We'll see how this goes. 
Moses went on to be a pillar in the army of the Israelites. He was the leader. And he was terrified in the beginning. But he said, okay, I'll do it. I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. And look what he ended up doing. He ended up getting them out of Egypt, crossing the Red Sea, on and on and on. He wrote the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, the Torah. He did some things. He became a pillar. And that's what happens when we're willing to step out Encourage. When you get your foundation right, your house will stand. A house divided can't stand, and a house built on quicksand will sink. If your life is built on quicksand, and you're wondering why everything keeps falling down, maybe you need to change directions and get some courage. God desires you to be a pillar in his kingdom. That's really what he wants when you get there and walk to that point. But you got to follow to get to that point where then you become that pillar to lead others. Quit lacking. Quit worrying about lack of confidence and just be courageous. The confidence will come because you are confident in Christ. He is the confidence. God is our strength. He is our source. It reminds me of when we started the church. I'm going to come back to that one second. When we started the church, there's no pillars. There's nothing. It's a thought. It's a thought. But I knew my God has a name, Jesus. And if it is his will, he'll send pillars. We can be courageous and confident in Christ because he conquered death. You know, he was on the cross, and then he wasn't on the cross. And then he rose from a tomb. Remember that part? That's crazy. But he can't, I'm not going to touch that snake. But Jesus died for me. It sounds good until you have to engage in it. That's a whole nother level of faith, engaging in it. Put your money where you're, that's where my heart is. How do you know? We've talked about it. Action courage is action. Forget about the cowardly lion in Kansas, the cowardly liar in hell, and remember we serve the real lion of Judah. We serve the real lion. He was the lion in the lamb. He came as a lamb. They expected a lion, remember? We talked about this dad. He expected, they expected a lion, so they crucified him because he looked like a lamb, but they didn't know he was the lion because he came in the form of a lamb because that took more courage. He could have just took them all out, but it took courage. Remember when he prayed in the garden? He was fearful, but he was courageous to still go to the cross anyway. He still went anyway because it was his will. Not my will, but thy will be done regardless. Not here on earth, but as it is in heaven, I will go to this cross whether I want to or not. But if you could take this cup from me, God, remember Jesus praying, but I will go because I have been commissioned to go. Who wants to be a pillar? Come on. Really, like, who wants to be a pillar? It's scary, right? Like, who wants to be a pillar, like, right now, like, on the stage with me? <laughs> like, like an illustration pillar. Come on, somebody. Who wants to be a pillar in their life? They want to have a pillar, but they don't want to be a pillar on the stage. 
I know it's uncomfortable. How do you think I feel? We got one pillar. We got two. Three. All right, we'll go with three. Let's get some pillars up here. Amanda, Sean, Cheyenne, if you could come up here for a minute. If you come up this way. If you guys could stand with me. So if you all could just stand there for a minute. I'm figuring this out as I go. Just stay down there for a second. When we started the church, it was just a piece of paper. And people thought it was crazy. And so I started getting all this stuff and making my wife crazy. And I can only carry, you know, I can only wield two totes at a time. I can only hold them over my head, you know, maybe one tote with two hands, even though I've had shoulder surgery. I can only carry so much because I'm only one pillar. So I'm looking back on how this year is going. We're almost at the end. And I'm seeing this thing happen. I'm, I'm, it's like this thing like between me and God. He's saying, I try to show you this. I said, I see it now. That it was about building pillars first. Because if you don't have pillars, you got one pillar. Here you go, Amanda. Now, what I was over here trying to do, I can, I can give some over there. And then another pillar comes along. Cheyenne in front of the pulpit here, my dear. And now we're starting to distribute the seed. The concept of one seed is becoming many. And we have three. And then maybe we need some back. We need some support in the back because the back's doing this because there's not enough yet. It's just, it's just like trying to, it's like a baby learning to walk, right? It's just finally starting to, it's, and it's like, woo, you know, the baby's trying to fall back down and crawl and everything because it doesn't have enough support. And now it's got, it's figured out it's got some hamstrings. And it says, okay, I put my foot down. Now we got, we got four pillars. Now we're four times as strong as we were with one pillar. And then we got a pillar over here and we got a pillar behind the curtain you can't see that pillar and you got a pillar on the bass and you got a pillar playing drums and you got a pillar playing sound and we got pillars in the audience and slowly we're building what is what I call the foundation of what this church will become I feel like God is saying now this is what year one was about it was about putting pillars in place and we've had other pillars you know that had some cracks and they 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 collapsed on us and you know that's part of the process is filling out where where the strong pillars are what is going to hold this together when it gets heavy? Because if you don't got, if you don't got good pillars, it's going to collapse, right? A house, a house divided against itself. It can't stand because it's a mix of theology. It's a mix of beliefs. It's anything goes. It can't stand. Jesus said, oh, a house built on quicksand, it'll sink. You got to have pillars that are rooted. I had to peer. We have some things on our house and they were sinking in the ground. They come and they put in piers. They're pillars, and they dig them all the way down to what they call virgin soil, and that soil is rock bottom. And once those piers are in, there's no more sinking because that's the virgin earth down there. Nothing's contaminated. No plow is messed with it, and it's forever good, at least they tell me. It takes pillars, and we wouldn't have pillars without courage. It takes courage just to walk up here on this stage. It takes courage. And that's not, that's not a dog to people who don't want to. That's totally okay. This was more of just an illustration. We're talking about life. And if you want to see change in your life and you want to be courageous, you got to walk out into deep water sometimes and see what it feels like to be next to a dolphin that could kill you. 
I still don't like it. I still maybe not do it again. But if my wife said, please, I just want to do this, and my children were begging me, I would do it anyway because I love them. Because I love Jesus, I will do it anyway. I will do it when it doesn't feel good. I will do it when it feels great. I will do it when it feels okay. I will do it when I'm numb. I will do it when I feel the spirit moving and sometimes I feel nothing and I will do it no matter what because of he is, I am. Courage creates confidence. And if you desire to be a pillar for the kingdom of Christ and you want to see real change in your life, come boldly before him. And tell them, I'm ready. Thank you, pillars. You can go back to your seats. Let's give it up for the pillars. Pillars in the house. If you're ready, let's close our eyes. We don't want people getting stared at. If you're ready, let's close our eyes, bow our heads, and just say this with me. If you're ready, say, I am ready, God. I am ready. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up with your confidence because I am here to be courageous in your name and go to battle in your name and to bring the world to you because you are I am. Whatever I walked in with, it's gone. That baggage that was stopping me, it's gone. That thing didn't go so well this week like I wanted at home. I'm upset about that but it's gone. I let it go because Christ is my leader and I will not let the cowardly liar tell me that I am not good enough to move forward because of that drama in my life. I'm not going to have it no more. It can go with the devil. It can go back to Hades. I don't care because God is my source and my salvation and I'm going to live in joy and follow regardless. Touch us this week as we go, Lord. Thank you for blessing us with an opportunity to have Thanksgiving dinner today after church to share with each other, to be, show our fellowship and to have a good meal and to be grateful that we have air to breathe and that we're healthy and we are going to continue to keep all these needs in our prayers and keep your hand on us as we go through this week. And if everybody could say in Jesus' name, amen.